This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tonight, the biggest bombshells from the Harry and Meghan tell-all. This will make for uncomfortable reading for some people. Then, Simon Cowell still in the hospital. An update on his broken back as Kelly Clarkson sits in for tonight's AGT. Oh, it's a miracle we pulled it off, i got to be honest with you. Plus, Ellen's future. Wife Portia speaks out. Is she going to cancel the show or is she going to continue? Then, Lori Lachlan's money moves before heading to prison. And the jaw-dropping amount Britney Spears is spending on legal fees. Plus, Alyssa Milano battling COVID-19 with some scary symptoms. This is my hair loss. E.T. starts now. Well, the wait is over for the new Harry and Meghan tell-all. Let's bring in Michelle Turner because she read this thing cover to cover and has all the juicy details. Yeah, I have, Kev. I tore through it in one day, no lie, because co-author Omid Scobie spills royalty from start to finish. Did you send them an advance copy? Have they read this book? Absolutely no member of the royal family, including Harry and Meghan, have seen the book. Just released today, Finding Freedom no doubt has palace staffers scrambling. The author spoke to over 100 people close to the couple. And inside the book's 347 pages, we hear Harry and Meghan's side of the Megxit drama. It does feel like, in a way, they are giving permission for this book if they're letting their inner circle participate. Harry and Meghan didn't take part in the process of this book or contribute any interviews, but many of the friends that we approached to speak to to tell a side, a different side of the story, were so frustrated with some of the coverage they'd seen of their friends. 
The Duchess was constantly under fire, and the book paints an ugly picture of blatant racism. She was a biracial American former actress marrying into the House of Windsor, and that ticked all the boxes that were going to ruffle feathers. And for Harry, for the first time in his life, to see someone that he loved dearly be on the receiving end of racist attacks, he really does worry or fear for the worst for Meghan. I think there are times where they were both really fearful of how bad things could get. There were threats coming to the palace. The decision that I have made for my wife and I to step back is not one I made lightly. There really was no other option. Harry said in this historic speech, it was his decision to leave royal life. Still, Meghan received the brunt of the blame. I feel like the narrative too that has been painted about the two of them and Meghan especially is that she, he's the puppet and she's the puppet master. It was, I think, really predictable that Meghan would be blamed for some of the decisions that the couple have made. Uh, we see stories that almost make out like she has some spell over him and that Harry just doesn't know what he's doing. Of course, we're not giving him enough credit. Mm -hmm. I think if Harry had said to Meghan, let's give this another five years, she would have stuck it out. She said she gave up her life for this. She was ready to do it all. Another bombshell revelation, the palace actually vetted Oprah when she secretly became friends with Meghan's mom, Doria. A palace aide actually had a conversation with Oprah about the relationship. It was a mutual friend of Meghan's that had introduced the two. And Oprah, I think, was very keen to speak with Doria and be, be as almost shoulder to lean on for Doria when she was on the receiving end of some really unpleasant attention from paparazzi. But yes, of course, the palace will vet everyone entering the royal circle. And there was a conversation between a senior Kensington Palace aide and Oprah who wanted to just make sure that she wasn't after a big interview with the couple and that her intentions were, were proper. And of course they were. All right, let's update you real quick on Simon Cowell. Of course, he broke his back after falling off his new electric bike just three days ago. E.T. has learned Simon remains hospitalized, recovering from his six-hour surgery, which included having a metal rod placed in his back. He is already starting to walk again as part of his rehab. Due to COVID-19, Simon can't have visitors, but is managing to do some work on his iPad. There is no timetable on when he could return to AGT, but he's happy about this week's fill-in host for the first live show. Teddy Clarkson, she's become a good friend over the years. On Instagram, American Idol's first winner joked she is the, quote, wiser, cooler, and hotter choice to take his seat. It's going to look different than any other previous year. I like that thrill of being on a roller coaster. I don't know what's coming. Safe to say this is not the roller coaster ride Simon predicted when I spoke with him less than 24 hours before the accident. However way we do it, we're going to get a show on air. So what can we expect tonight? Kelly will appear in person, not remote, alongside fellow judges Sophia Vergara, Howie Mandel, and Heidi Klum. The whole team will shuttle around the Universal Studios lot to watch the act. We have the theme park, we have the studio. The Spyro Bros might be in front of the you know, Harry Potter's castle or anything. I mean, it's going to be super exciting, bigger than it's ever been. I'm not being worried about our hair. Are we going to be driving around? <laughs> Also expect a stand-up set from former insider correspondent Michael Yo. I don't know, but it's going to be crazy! His story is one of survival. After his first AGT performance, the dad of two small children contracted a near-deadly case of COVID-19. We almost lost it. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so, so happy. This is the redemption of the century. He came out victorious, and I'm so happy for him. Now to actress Alyssa Milano opening up about her battle with coronavirus. 
I just wanted to show you the amount of hair that's coming out of my head as a result of uh, COVID. As you can see in there, there is no hair in there right now. One brushing. This is my hair loss from COVID-19. It may be, you know, her own antibodies that are affecting these hair follicles. Because, you know, there's other things that cause hair loss. One of the biggest things is stress. And, you know, she has to be stressed to the max, just the fact that she has COVID-19. The doctor's co-host, Dr. Andrew Orton, is acutely aware of COVID-19 symptoms. He recovered from the virus early in the outbreak. I rested and I isolated myself, and fortunately, I did not infect anybody else. Meanwhile, actor Antonio Banderas revealed he too has coronavirus. He announced it yesterday on his 60th birthday. He's in quarantine and says he's okay, except for being a little bit more tired than usual. Of course, Antonio and Alyssa aren't alone. I... Woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't breathe. I had body aches, crippling, cracking body aches. I'm very thankful for everyone who's been there to help me. It came back positive. Yeah, and it sucks. I was very fortunate. I had very mild symptoms. Six-time Emmy winner Brian Cranston told E.T. he posted this video at an L.A. blood bank to raise awareness. I feel it's my responsibility to donate plasma for those uh, people that I, I ache for who, who are in real trouble. It really does help people ease their suffering and maybe even save some lives. Well, let's move on now. Let's talk about Rachel Ray and the fire that partially engulfed her East Coast home. We've got the latest in tonight's No and Tell. Heavy smoke and fire coming from the roof of the residence. Investigators in upstate New York continue to piece together how this blaze broke out. But Rachel and her husband, John, who escaped unharmed with their dog, gave fans an update, posting these pics of Bella with the caption, safe and sound. John added, our house may be gone, but our family is safe, and that is what's most important. Determining the cause of fire will take more time. Probably a week or two before a detailed report of findings uh, is authored. Next, is Ellen canceling her show? How's Ellen holding up? That's Portia de Rossi behind that mask, speaking out after hiking with Mom Margaret and her dogs. Is she going to cancel the show or is she going to continue? Ellen's talk show is currently on hiatus and slipping in the ratings amid an investigation into claims of a toxic work environment. But Portia remained confident for its future. If she's going to carry on with the show or not, her fans are asking. Yes, she is. Now, Britney's costly legal battle. ET's obtained new financial documents indicating Brit spent nearly $5 million last year, including $1.2 million just in legal fees. In 2019, the pop star also spent nearly a million in mortgage and rent on three different homes and nearly a half million in living expenses. Her dad, Jamie, got paid $128,000 as her conservator. His daughter's estate is estimated to be worth over $57 million. A conservatorship status hearing will be held next Wednesday. And finally, Lori Loughlin's big move as her court date looms. ET's learned Lori and husband Massimo have downsized to a new six-bedroom, $9.5 million home in Hidden Hills, California. 
The embattled pair finally unloaded their Bel Air mansion, but didn't get the original asking price of more than $28 million. It's likely closer to $18 million, but a source tells ET Lori and Massimo are still making a profit and are happy with the deal. Next Friday, both will be sentenced to federal prison for their role in the college bribery scandal. That day is coming fast. Well, now to the ex-reality star once crowned the most hated in Bachelor history. We hate you. You're terrible. (laughs) You should die. (laughs) Our Roses and Rosé Rewind with Jason Mesnick over a decade after he dumped the winner to marry his runner-up. That's a good question. I don't think anyone has ever asked it that way. Plus, Bachelorette Caitlin Bristow's total body transformation, how she's training for Dancing with the Stars. I am in the zone. Then move over, John and Kate. Meet the new family full of multiples coming to TV, all with names that start with D. Do you ever call one child the wrong name? All the time. Hey, everyone. It's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Last night on The Bachelor, the greatest seasons ever, fans got to relive Jason Mesnick's infamous journey. You know, the one that ended in Jason dumping Melissa Rycroft after proposing to her. Well, over a decade later, we are taking a very brisk walk with Jason and his wife Molly down memory lane. We were living in the era of tabloids. And so we were on the cover of literally every magazine in the store, and it was never a good title. So, I mean, that was... We hate you. You're terrible. (laughs) You should die. Leave me alone, please. Jason was the first person to pull the now normalized Bachelor twist of dumping the winner to get back with the runner-up. I mean, I remember kind of letting Molly go, and through that process, she's saying to me that you're making a mistake. I think you've made a mistake. When she said that to me, I was like, oh my God, am I? Jason broke up with Melissa just six weeks after he proposed. You're such a bastard. Right after, he asked Molly for a second chance on After the Final Rose. See if we could go out for coffee or a drink and see where things... Producers kept on trying to make us kiss, and we're like, we're not doing that, you guys. You guys, stop pushing us. Now, more than a decade later... Life is good. Like, we live the most normal, regular life. Molly is a radio show host. Jason does real estate. They share seven-year-old daughter, Riley, and are racing Jason's son, Ty, who's now 15. Have either of the kids seen any moments from your season of The Bachelor? Yeah. Well, my son, he thought it was kind of boring. And our daughter, Riley, she's only watched the wedding, and she just likes the pretty dresses. The couple says the secret to their success is staying out of the spotlight. You hear that, Bachelor Nation? Like, no offense to anybody that wants to move to L.A. or New York and follow the, follow the money, but most people who move down there are single and doing something else now. I think it's very easy to follow, like, this fame and all, whatever you get for a little bit piece of time, but after that it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Look, if Jason and Molly are still together after everything they went through, I'm listening to their advice. But relationships are tough for everybody, right? Though we will say especially for our favorite 40-year-old virgin. No, Kelly Clarkson! I was kind of like, is that a compliment? I'm not sure. (laughs) On set secrets from that scene as the comedy classic turns 15. I can now empathize with every woman who's ever had their legs waxed. Plus, Bindi Irwin's baby news. It's been 
a whirlwind, I think, to say it lightly. And meet the Derricos, why having 14 kids isn't the most surprising thing about this new reality TV family. Are there going to be more Derricos? <laughs>Former bachelorette Caitlin Bristow is showing off her insane 14-week progress as she preps to compete on Dancing with the Stars this fall. I have hired a trainer. I'm trying to get in the best shape of my life. The 35-year-old is lifting weights, doing Pilates, boxing, going to physical therapy, and... I've cut back on the wine, sadly. Drinking consumption was like this. Chris gave us that news. It's like... Full training, eating perfectly, am, not drinking. I am in the zone. I just want to go in feeling my best and my strongest. Well, if you're looking for something new to watch, TLC is doubling down with a new reality show featuring a family of multiple multiples. And only E.T. got the first introduction. Having four sets of multiples back to back, it's like getting struck by lightning while getting struck by lightning. We have been faced with so many different um, obstacles with our 14. I figured, you know what? We are a blessing. Let's yes. share our blessing with the world. That's why the cameras are like, come on down, come on down. You can come on in. Move over, K plus eight, and counting on the Doricos from Las Vegas are the new TLC family of town. Karen is a stay at home mom. Dad Dion is a real estate investor. Who wants a banana? Raise your hands. Daughter Darian is 14. Next is nine year old Derek followed by eight-year-old twins, Dallas and Denver. After that is the quintuplets, Danico, Darius, Diani, Dacian, and Dayton, age six. Next, another set of twins, Diaz and Dior, they're two. And finally, the one-year-old triplets, Dawson, De'Aaron, and Diver. All the siblings have names that begin with a D. Do you ever call the one child the wrong name? And then, I mean, it's gotta happen, right? All the time. I just cut to the chase. If your name begins with D, come here. And so all of them come. Yeah. Oh, and get this. All 14 kids were conceived naturally. You're pregnant again? Yeah. I should be getting in birth order. Everything is in birth order. So it's never a question of who has what. Everything is in birth order. We decided to, uh, as far as giving them some sense of understanding the chain of command, the hierarchy, if you will, and each one teach one. It's made our job easier. No one touches your hair. Can they smell it? <laughs> and raising a family this size isn't cheap. Their grocery bill is upwards of $3,500 a month. They use 19 rolls of toilet paper a week. And as for laundry... We do 18 loads a week. I, seriously, I need my own laundromat. I need my own laundromat in the house. Please bless our loving family. Please bless our loving family. Is 14 enough? Are there going to be more Doritos? Gotta stay tuned. You gotta stay tuned to find out. Yes. You do? Yeah. <laughs> Something tells me we are going to see more Doricos. Meanwhile, kids weren't exactly a priority for the 40-year-old virgin. The Steve Carell classic is turning 15, and we're celebrating with some fun behind-the-scenes secrets. I'm sure it'll look a lot worse than it actually is. I'm really not worried. I don't think it's going to hurt at all. Yeah, Steve underestimated the pain that was coming his way. No special effects, and the movie's most memorable scene was actually Steve's idea. It wouldn't be as funny if you faked it. I personally pitched the whole waxing idea. 
right now. It was kind of a stupid, stupid idea. No, 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 no. Behind the scenes, Corral played it calm, even though multiple takes weren't going to be an option. The crew set up five cameras so they'd be sure to get the shot. I can now empathize with every woman who's ever had their legs waxed or done a bikini wax. I, I salute you, my comrades. Nothing but respect. <laughs> you gotta respect the guy who's willing to wax himself for the art. As for this iconic line... No! Kelly Clarkson! The line was ad-libbed, and Kelly had no idea it existed until the trailer came out. I was kind of like, is that a compliment? I'm not sure. You want to clear the air? It's a well, I did with her. It's a complete yeah. compliment. Steve says it took more than two months to get its chest hair back. You know what, guys? This is not a good look for me! Essentially, I have a face carved into my chest hair, and my wife was a bit horrified. By the whole experience. You look like a man-o-lantern. Steve also dropped 30 pounds to play Andy, but the studio thought Paul Rudd gained too much weight for his role, so production was shut down for two days so he could fast. You can see Paul looks a little heavier in the speed dating scene than in the rest of the film. Amy, what are you doing here? David. The movie is also full of firsts. It marked Mindy Kaling's first on-screen role. Judd Apatow's directorial debut, and Steve's first time as a leading man. I love it. I love watching me. I wish there was more me in the movie. I'm sure that picture will kind of follow me until the end of time. Yes, it will, Steve. Yes, it will. <laughs> Coming up, Bindi Irwin's gonna be a mama. Why she couldn't wait to share her baby joy. Next. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Bindi and her husband Chandler have wasted no time starting a family. Steve Irwin's baby girl is having a baby of her own. Bindi revealed she is in her first trimester, adding, We couldn't wait to share the news as this beautiful little being has become the most important part of our lives. They just got married in March at Australia Zoo, and that's where they even honeymooned because of the pandemic. A honeymoon has quite literally been spent busier than any other time in my life, trying to keep up with all of the animals and making sure our Empire Australia Zoo team is doing good. Bindi, big congrats. You are going to make an amazing mother. Take care, everybody. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.